street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Busy market day and it's been a while, but I haven't seen any unusual proselytizing activity for quite a while. But now, somebody I've never seen before set up some sort of a, uh, I don't know, some sort of a sign which probably says, you know, you need Jesus, that sort of thing. And he's preaching away to people who are ignoring him, of course. Uh, I don't know, have I spoken to this guy before? Quite possibly. But what is he on about? And why is he disturbing the public? He rose again. He went back to heaven. And he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So that where I am, you can be there also. So Jesus is now in heaven. Oh, right. Interesting. The open air mission. Fantastic. Where will you go when you die, sir? Uh, probably in the ground. And what will happen to your soul? How do you know if one has a soul? We all? all have a soul. God you, has given you a soul. But how do you know that? How do I know that? Yeah. Well, for, for a starters, the Bible tells me. Secondly, I think that... The Bible a, is what? What is the Bible? The Bible is, is God's Word, sir. So God wrote it? Through man, yes. Through man. Yes. So people wrote it down. People wrote it down as yeah. they were moved by the Holy Spirit and they wrote the words of God. So the words that are there uh, are literally the words of God. Okay, I mean, I, I will definitely take your word for it, but I can't go sort of like back in time and see the Holy Spirit or whatever moving no. into these people. So. Have you ever tried reading it? Oh, yes, yes, lots of it. Okay. Yeah. And what do you make of it? Um, it looks like uh, yet another holy book written by human beings, I'm afraid. So, so in terms of the historicity of Christ yeah. as this person that lived yeah. 2,000 years ago, do you accept Alleg that? Allegedly lived. Allegedly. It's all within the Bible, which is a religious book, so it makes you wonder. Okay. Maybe he did, but yeah. did he do all those magical things. That, okay. That's what sort of gives me yeah. pause, you know. I mean, you, you, I'm sure aware that there are other historians that wrote about Christ at, around the time of, of Christ. Oh, you mean Josephus and Tacitus and yes. all that? Yes. Um, they wrote about the existence of Christianity and people who followed somebody called and, Jesus. And about this person, Christ. Yeah, but they weren't eyewitnesses, were they? So, in terms of the historical accounts, what would convince you that they are reliable. Hmm, a lot more eyewitness accounts of people who weren't Christians, perhaps. And and does that mean that you dismiss all historical accounts? Do you mean like the ones I mentioned, like Josephus? No, no, no. I mean, I'm talking about any historic. So Julius Caesar. Do you believe that Julius Caesar lived, or do you dismiss that as well? No, I don't dismiss that. Why not? Because that's not talking about magical claims. But the. Historical records for the person of Jesus of, of Julius Caesar. Yeah. A, they are a lot later. Yeah. And B, there's very few of them. Yeah. So if you're going to dismiss all the historical records about Christ yeah. and say, don't believe any of that, hmm. but these few records that exist, I mean, there's thousands of records about Christ. Thousands. Within the Bible. 
Sorry? Within the Bible itself. Well, I mean, obviously the Bible was written and then it got uh, written and copied and copied and, and spread. So yeah. there are thousands of, of copies. Records. There are thousands of copies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What we've got of records, which again are copies of Julius Caesar, yeah. is about nine, I think. So the more copies there is of something, the more likely so, it is so, to be so true? Is that I'm, what you're what saying? I'm saying? Well, in terms of historical documentation yeah. of historical facts, what I'm, I'm curious about is why you dismiss so easily yeah. those concerning Jesus Christ because and it yet says you're prepared it, to accept those about Julius Caesar. Why? Because Julius Caesar, there's no claims of him walking on water. That's why. That's magical stuff, which makes me okay. think. Okay, so I mean, it could be true. Okay, but so it could, makes me think that maybe this was sort of, you know, a little bit on the made-up side. Okay, so it's not the historical records that you've got a problem with, but what they say. Certain things that it says. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, which is it only the supernatural that you have a problem with, or is it all of it? Well, not necessarily all of it, because it speaks of places which really existed, like Jerusalem and all that, you know. But there are, you know, lots of contradictions, as we know, in the Bible. Um, there's a lot of uh, atrocities as well, which I find very hard to swallow, considering it's supposed to be a God of love. You know, things like that. Okay. So what, what do you think about that? Okay, I, I mean, there are still places in the Old Testament I struggle with. Which, which, which place do you well, struggle with? Well, I mean without going through, <laughs> through everything. Yeah. But what I would say is that the, the Bible is a, a historical document which records oh. the history of man, basically, with all his sin. You know, if it was, yeah. if it was just, you know, going to paint this rosy picture about how wonderful uh, these particular people yeah. were, it, it doesn't. It says what they did, bad and all. Hmm. And it highlights the fact that that is not how God wanted people to live. And, and he constantly sent prophets to come and say, look, don't live that way. Turn yeah. away from doing living that way. Live this way. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, all the way through the Old Testament, you've got pointers pointing forward yeah. to Christ. Now, I was talking just a minute ago with, uh, with a, a chap about I, a book of Isaiah written around 700 years before Christ. Yes, oh, there are a lot of prophecies in Isaiah, isn't there? Yes, yeah. yes, but um, there was one in particular we were talking about, Isaiah 53, yeah. which when you look at that, I mean, it's interesting, I was reading that to a Jewish gentleman one day, and I said, you know, can I share this with you? And we sat down and we read it together, and he said, well, that's your New Testament. It's okay, about, what does I, I Isaiah said, 53 say? Remind me. So, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He has no beauty nor majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his, in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, 
and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Okay, so that you 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 look at that and you think that's talking about Jesus being pierced on I, the cross. I didn't have to explain it, did I? I mean, it's yeah, quite it, clear, it, really. It, it's it is in a way, it is in a way, but and, it's and, also and quite, it's that, quite poetic and a little bit vague. It doesn't say Jesus Christ of Nazareth who will be taken by the Romans, put on the cross. It doesn't specifically say that. <coughs> no. Why doesn't it specifically say that? Well, I mean, it, it's it couldn't couldn't be much clearer, really. I mean, it, and as it goes on, it speaks about him, his death, and his and it speaks about his burial and, and so forth. But do you think but, when the New Testament was written, that knowing that this needed to be fulfilled in some way, it was in a way whoever was writing it just made sure that it fulfilled Isaiah Isaiah 53. Interesting that. It did fulfill Isaiah 53. Well, it is if they you write it that way. Uh, yes. You know, just just a yes, theory. Yes, you know, yes, a theory. yes. But I mean, I, I, I found that interesting, that showing that to a Jewish gentleman, reading it to him, mm. and then he said, well, you're, that's, that's your New Testament. That's about Jesus. Ah, you could be right. But when I look at that, I look at a book where anything could be written and changed and altered and yes. made to fit at yes. any time. Yes. They do it with comic books now. Yeah. You know, they change, they they retcon things yeah. just to change like Superman's background. So yeah. I, I'm saying you could be right, but I'm, I can't put my faith in a book. <coughs> so other than a book, how would you convince somebody like me who's I not, mean, not really... My turning point, if you like, yeah. um, I, was, I was brought up religious until um, I was about eight parents split up. Mm. Um, Mid-twenties, traveling around the world, interested in various religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam. Yeah. You know, you're traveling through Southeast Asia and yeah. all that sort of thing. Sounds fun. Um, came back quite addicted to drugs. Yeah. Uh, very messed up. And... I've heard similar stories when, like this before. Yeah, yeah, well... I went out, I'd, I'd, while I was overseas, I was in New Zealand, I was working in the futures industry and I made a lot of money yeah. uh, selling futures. Yeah. Uh, came back, was planning to do the same here in London, do the life exams and, and be a trader in, on the uh, London International Financial Futures yeah. Exchange. Before that, went out, blew all the money that I'd acquired in New Zealand skiing, spent the whole season skiing, doing a lot of drugs. And towards the end of the season, met a beautiful woman who, to my surprise, my friend said, stay away from her, have nothing to do with her. Said, Why? She's gorgeous. And anyway, I ended up paying off her debts and bringing her back to London. Yeah. Now, before we'd even got back to London, the warnings of my friend to have nothing to do with her, yeah. as I started to straighten up and I was beginning to think, you know, what is going on? There was, there was something about this person there was a presence of evil. That's the only way I can describe it. The woman? Yes. Oh, okay. Now, she had been in a situation, I believe she'd been caught mm. trafficking drugs. I don't know for sure, but anyway, she had been in trouble and she had prayed to Satan, if you get me out of this, I will serve you. She actually told you this? This is what she told me, yes. Okay. My friends, who I'd been skiing with the whole season, had actually come with her from Sweden in a stolen BMW down to Austria. 
they'd been driving through the town there's this guy standing at one end it's like a village a little ski village you know in, in Austria yeah they drove in he was at one end they drove through there he was at the other end and he came over to her and said I have fulfilled my part of the bargain now it's your turn to fulfill yours now my friends have been completely freaked out by this guy I thought this woman's a bit messed up and she needs help mm. and I thought well I'm quite a well-traveled bloke I'm you know man of the world I can help her yeah and, I'll, and anyway she's quite pretty and That's but it <laughs> with within probably within a week there was something happening with her that the only way I can describe it is just something, a presence that was terrifying. Oh. Now, I'm sure you've been around, you've been in places where you might say, well, pretty heavy vibes or however, whatever language you use to Some describe it. Some people do, do but, give but, off a, a, a terrifying demeanour. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but, but there was something in her that went beyond that. Yeah. Um, and then around that time, I just kept bumping into Christians. It's like everywhere, every, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere I went, it seemed I'm bumping into Christians. Yeah. At the same time as this woman saying, God doesn't want you, you're mine. It doesn't matter where you go. Mm. I have the power to curse you. And, and so I've got this huge battle going on. Um, and then one night we met this guy and he was oh wow I'm buzzing man and I was like what are you buzzing about oh I've been to a bible study right talk to her so I thought she was the one that needed sorting out so he, he spent about two hours talking to us and saying yes Satan is real but Jesus Christ defeated him when he died on the cross and rose again so it sounds like your uh, induction into this world is Satan first so and Jesus afterwards it, yes yes and, and, and I have to say that I was absolutely terrified because I felt if there is a God, what would he want with me? Mm -hmm. Because the way I'd been living my life. Right. Um, now, it got to a point where I, I went to the uh, uh, Bible study, I started looking at the Bible, I started mm. reading it for myself. And I would say, as I then started reading this, mm. I mean, I'd been given a Bible when I was confirmed, when I was what, 12, 13 or whatever, but I'd never, never looked at it. I'd yeah. never opened it. But now I started opening it and reading it, and it just, all I can say is it came alive. It was no longer just a dry historical Why do you suppose book. that is? Is it because you actually associated certain verses in there with the experiences you've just been through? Because uh, it talks about Satan, evil presences, that sort of thing in the Bible. I mean, do you think perhaps if... I mean, I, I, just, I just... Everything I started reading... I, mean, yeah. I, was, I was reading New Testament. Yeah. Um, I, I was just thinking, this is, this is true. Now... What is true? What I was reading. Now, I can't convince you... That Balaam talked to his donkey and the donkey talked back? Yes. Okay. That there was a talking snake in the garden? That man walked on water? Yes. Man lived in a fish? Yes. Do you? I'm, no, I'm not having a go. I'm just saying those yeah, things. Yeah, 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 those yeah. things make me think. Oh, hang on. This is mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some of it may be true, but this part uh, makes me wonder if the whole thing is just yeah, yeah. another religious text, like yeah. the Bhagavad Gita or something <coughs> like that. 
Yeah. So, and you're telling me about all these feelings you had. That's so, fine. So, I mean, that's, feelings that's, that's don't... my experience. So, so that led up to this point. I mean, I started, um, I was invited to this Bible study. I then started, was given help, books that yeah. were basically, the first one was just taking me through John's Gospel. And it was then, as I was confronted with this person, Jesus Christ, he became a, a real person to me. Hmm. Um, and I, I the, noticed that a lot of Christians I speak to, they never say, um, oh, I looked in the Old Testament and uh, when God told, um, I think it was it Saul, to go and slay the Amalekites, I knew that God was real. Especially when he told him to go back in and kill all the animals as well. Hmm. And the uh, women with, you know, nursing their children. I never hear that. It's always fast forward to the nice and kind Jesus in the four Gospels. Well, and then, you know, Bob's yes. your uncle, then they're a Christian. You have to take the whole book into context, surely. Yes. That's what I have a problem with. Well, Jesus said, as, as Jonah spent three days and three nights in the fish, yeah. so the Son of Man will die and rise again. Do you ever think about those things, those things I mentioned about, you know, walking in water, someone living in a fish, talking to a donkey? Do you ever, do you ever actually think about those and go, those are a bit odd. You know what I mean? Do you ever think that? No. Really? Well, I'm, I'm just answering as I, you know, <laughs> you've put the question to me, so I'm saying no, because. Do you think that I mean, the, the Muslims, when they get to that part in the Quran which says that a, uh, a winged horse came down and took Muhammad up into heaven, that's how he left Earth, do you think that sounds odd? I don't believe it's impossible, but I don't believe it's true. Yeah. Because I don't believe what is written in the Quran. But the, the winged horse thing would negate yes. the Quran but I mean, for you. Because I mean, Elijah went up to heaven in in a chariot. Yeah. So, you know, yes, it's yeah. it's not of this world. That's one of the contradictions, isn't it? Because nobody has been able to go into heaven. It says in the Old Testament. I think in the New Testament it says. It says that nobody can go, can actually has been to heaven. Whereas in the Old Testament, he's gone up there in a chariot. It it, it says that he ascended in a chariot. Yes. He, yeah. He didn't die. He was taken up. Yeah. Um, who else was? To, I mean, uh, Moses. They didn't find his body. He went up on the mountain. And, yeah. So don't know. And then, right back, I can't remember his name, but one of the the early descendants of, of Adam, it says he walked with God and he was no more because God took him. So it's yeah. sort of like he didn't die either. But the normal thing is that people die. Okay. Yeah. What, what is like the one, if you were to leave me with one line in the whole Bible, what, you know, that would perhaps make me think differently, what would it be? The first that comes to mind is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Yeah. Um, but to be... Well, that could, just, you can apply that to yeah, any religion, yeah. you know. I mean, until you have a sense of, well, basically, for want of a better word, sinfulness, mm. uh, it's, it's only really when you realise you're sick that you need a doctor. Mm. And it's only when you realise you're sinful you need a saviour. And are we sinful from birth? I believe so. I've got children, I didn't need to teach them to lie. Yeah. I didn't teach them to misbehave when they were toddlers. 
you know, they get to two, you, and you, if you wait till then to start disciplining them, it's le you've left it a bit late. So there's something in their soul, if you like, that, that makes that, them lie. That, that, that we are... Surely not. Do you, do, you, do you seriously think you need to teach a child to lie? You don't have to teach them, but when they grow up in this world, they figure yeah. out things, you know, I can say this or I can say that. Yeah. They learn things from looking around, they absorb a lot. You know, I don't think it's fair to say a child is born with, you know, the ability to kill and steal and lie. That's what you're <coughs> saying, really. You know. I, I believe <coughs> twofold we are sinful. Mm. One, and may may not um, agree with this, but as the representative of the whole of humankind, yeah. Adam sinned and brought guilt on the whole of humankind. So, in the same way, if Theresa May goes off to wherever, and if she has the authority to enter into an agreement mm. on behalf of Britain, yeah. we are all brought into that. Yeah. She is the representative. Okay. Yeah? Now, it may be that there are certain things she might want to do, and it's not legally she's allowed to do it, but in where she is yeah. and she has the authority once she's signed that we're all in it mm. and in the same way when adam sinned he was the representative of mankind so it wasn't much of a sin was it it is disobedience to god mm. disobedience is like witchcraft it's so why did they put the tree there because he, he took a fruit from a tree which god said don't touch that God, why well, put it he didn't there? actually. He why didn't, put it there? He didn't actually say, "Don't touch it." That was Satan that said, "Don't touch it." Yeah. It, but he said, "You shall not eat of the tree of good and of good and evil." The knowledge of good and evil. Knowledge of good and evil. Thank you. Yes, yeah. correct. Why would he not want us to have the knowledge of good and evil? I don't know. You think that would be quite important? Maybe because we were not. Ready? I don't know. So if they didn't in, know, if they didn't know, then yes. if they didn't have any knowledge between good and evil, they wouldn't know that disobeying, disobeying was evil. But and God, they wouldn't disobey. Yeah, but so God had said. God said to let them off. <laughs> in the day that you eat of it, you will what? Die. You will die. Yes. They didn't. Uh, they lived to be about 900 years old. Yes. Didn't they? So they didn't so, die on that day. Spiritually, at that point, mm. cataclysm. There's, there's separation yeah. has come between so instead of walking in the cool of the day and enjoying God's presence suddenly they're where are they they're hiding mm. the relationships broken yeah and eventually they do die death has come into the world so yes it wasn't as quick as our mm. 70 years 80 years whatever but mm. death came into the world sin uh. came into the world and death through sin do you, so, you think this is how life started on earth with these two people? Yes. And so everything that's happened, all the different races we have and everything, that all comes from Adam and Eve? Yes. How do you suppose, how do you account for different races and things? You know, Oriental, Black, um, <coughs> Red. How? Well, I just, I've yes, always wondered yes, myself, yes. you know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they're not that different. Hmm. Really? But we can account, science can account for that via um, looking at our genes. Yes. And seeing that uh, we are all interrelated. Yeah, we are. And we have a common ancestor going back to Africa. Very, very long time ago. Millions of years ago. Well, 
I don't know how you get millions, but yeah. how do you get millions? How? Yes. Well, science has discovered that the, the Earth is many, many millions of years, years old. Yeah. And life has been evolving since about, oh gosh, about seven or eight hundred million years ago. Probably longer than that, actually. Yeah, you see, I, I would struggle with the science of that. Well, they know from the, the fossil record, and they can, they can date the actual layers. But that's circular. How? That if they're dating the, the records from where they find them, and then they, they say, oh, well, that must be that old, so therefore the fossils must be that old. No, if they find, like, a fossil which is, like, a, a very early life form, Right, and they they know that that particular layer dates back to 600 million years ago. That is one of the earliest but life forms there is. how do they know is. that it dates back to 600 million years ago? Radiometric dating, they have but, all kinds of ways. But how do they know the accuracy of radiometric dating? Well, I'm not a scientist, but it's been used for a long, long time. Well, I know there are lots of scientists who would disagree with those. Creationist scientists? Sorry? Creationist scientists, maybe? Not necessarily. Yeah. Not necessarily. But there are but, lots but of ways yes, of dating. Lots of you know, there's, there's ice cores, yeah. there's uh, tree rings. Yeah, there's all kinds yeah. of ways. I mean, there's, there's... I don't specialize in all of... I mean, that's a huge field. Yeah. Um, I've seen enough to convince me that it's not all cut and dried in terms of you know saying that it's millions of years old because mm. i think i think that there are actually arguments that could demonstrate quite a younger i mean just for example the number of burials you know if there had been people on this planet for yeah. as long as you say yeah just think how many skeletons would have been buried yes but not everything fossilizes it's a very rare thing fossilization because it's like it's organics turning to stone and so we have actually found thousands of these animals as well as humans, hominids. You know, we're not going to find everything because not everything fossilizes. That's the point. But we do find what we expect to find in the certain layers mm. dating to a certain time. Have you got something about this? Stones and bones. <laughs> oh, Creation Ministries International. Yes, I've seen these. Um, someone else was giving these out. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was very good yeah have you fact checked it though sorry have you fact checked it against science not creation science but science no, science, no. science science no i haven't oh. well i think you should hmm. because a lot of these begin in a false premise and very bad science i'll look at it though i'll look at it though and i'll let you i'll let you carry on <laughs> what's your name my name is mark mark all right good to see you Oh, another self-styled proselytizer with a, a big board full of uh, stick-on things like uh, what is God, what is heaven like, how, how big is heaven? I wish I'd asked him about that. And uh, loads and loads and loads of tracts and booklets from Creation Ministries. I think they send away for these. It's uh, an American evangelist, evangelizing company, I think. And uh, yeah. They always have a story to tell about how they had a really, really rotten youth or something like that and got involved in drugs and then such and such happened. Usually usually something to do with them meeting somebody which starts the ball rolling. And then they read the Bible and they know it's true. But uh, as he revealed, he uh, doesn't really fact check. He just like takes it <laughs> or takes it on faith, you know? 
so that's the way it usually works unfortunately they like the sound of it makes them feel good and they don't really care if it's true um, it's not about truth it's about has it changed their life and you might say well isn't that a good thing that their life has changed but I don't know, because you heard what he said about we're all broken, we're all sinful. He even said his children were born sick. And they came out of the womb able to lie and do all sorts of other things. Well, I think that is a problem. I think, that's, I think that hurts humanity, that kind of thinking. But as long as we have people like him, we're going to have thinking like that too. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.